0: Well, how's it going, everybody? I want to formally welcome everybody to the first official episode of the You Versus You podcast that is hosted by myself, Tom, the Brain Battery. I want to jump right in because I have an extremely exciting guest for the first episode. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I have someone who is a 20-year Navy veteran for our first official call. We're going to be going deep. We're going to be going wide and we are going to be talking about a lot of things that are going to be relevant to every single person that is listening so josh if you want to take it away with a quick introduction of yourself and then we'll just jump right in man
1: yeah tom i uh yeah appreciate the opportunity to hop on have a discussion share some stories hopefully give some uh practical advice to everyone out here but um yeah i've uh so i've been in the navy for uh 23 years i'm actually going to be retiring here and um well retiring, you know, I'm, I'm 44 years old. So moving on to something else here in August, um, been in IT, cybersecurity my entire career. So, you know, not a sexy Navy SEAL, but I'm a, you know, gym rat, self-improvement junkie, you know, all about, you know, being better every day. And so that's what, it's uh, kind of what drew me to Twitter um, and, you know, what's, what's gotten me making it a point to, uh, you know, have discussions like this, get my story out there see uh see what kind of people i can help
0: fantastic man i love that and i think that there is that weird negative connotation that everybody in the military needs to be like you know the navy seal or the green right. beret but the <laughs> fact is you know we have hundreds of thousands if not millions of service members that aren't the people that are doing crazy things like that however you know we are still going and we are going to get a lot of actionable insights from you and i think that something actually just happened with recording some one second sorry a few moments later yeah so i i did want to talk a little bit about the topic that we are going to be discussing on this episode which is all about overcoming any obstacle and i'm sure as somebody who's been in the military as long as you've been i'm sure there's a lot of obstacles that you faced along the way and just through your personal life your professional life maybe even Transisting into a military focused life to getting into more of a civilian focused one So those are all things that I, I really would love to talk about So if you could just give us a little bit early background What were you doing before you joined the military? Was it something that you knew that you were going to do since you, you know, a very young age? And then how did you actually prepare for the uh, military career that you had?
1: Yeah, so the th- the one answer off top is that, like, I had one person in my family who was in the military, and that was a uh, one of my uncles on my mom's side, and we were not, we were not close at all. So no, definitely not a person of influence. Uh, so, uh, out of, in high school, I played, you know, I played sports. So, wrestled early on, uh, did some boxing, but then ended up settling on track, uh, track and and football. Well, football was the primary track, just to you know improve the speed and whatnot. So, um, my plan—and I, I use the word plan loosely—out of high school was to play sports. But look, I, I, I went to high school in Northern California, and I'm I'm the same height now that I was my senior year, and I'm about the uh, about the same weight. actually probably in better shape now than I was then, ironically enough. But um, all that to say, strikingly average physical statistics. Uh, <laughs> when, when I was in high school, and so that resulted in two scholarship offers, both Division three schools, both private schools, and both partial scholarships. And the other half, they were like, "Yeah, you can come here, but your parents are going to have to pay the other twenty four thousand dollars a year." To which my parents looked at me and laughed. Their answer <laughs> was, "Yeah." Their answer was, "You should go across the street to uh, the community college." And so, mm-hmm a little bit kind of deeper into the mindset, you know. So I grew up, where I grew up was not diverse at all, right? And I'm mixed, my dad's black, my mom's white, grew up with my mom. So I had a lonely childhood. Um, You know, some of my earliest memories are not pleasant. Um, And then, you know, ironically enough, you know, my mom had sent me, you know, my mom and stepdad actually just moved to, uh, to South Carolina So my mom had sent me a box of some of my old things and in it, there's some of my old schoolwork. And one of those projects was like a journaling project I did my senior year. And so reading through it, I realized where like how my mindset had developed from early on to that point. Um, The confidence, the discipline, um, both things, right? That are key to being successful in the military and also key to being successful in sports. So to your question about the background, the sports were kind of, like when I went to boot camp, I had gotten yelled at so much playing sports that it was like, whatever, like I was in <laughs> shape, like I, 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 it was not a problem. But then kind of bouncing back, like so I ended up, I, I didn't play football, right? So I ended up going to Long Beach State for two years. Um, And my, as far as the military influence, my high school friend and then college roommate his dad did 30 years in the Navy, retired as a, uh, as a Navy captain. So the rank, you know, the rank Oh six. Um, and so we were close growing up and at the point, you know, I did a year of college and it was fun. You know, I was Southern California, you know, a, a better situation, uh, personally for me, um, excuse me. And so I got to a point though, like a lot of my friends were older and, you know, I was on the typical, it would have taken me six years to get my, get my bachelor's at the rate I was going. Like I wasn't failing, but um, I was just, you know, I was living the college kid life. Right. So, but I, I I felt like a pole to do something else. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I like to equate it to say you're driving down the road. Right. And you're like, man, I'd like to get a, a blue car. And then all of a sudden you start seeing blue cars. Like, you weren't thinking about it prior to that, but then it came to your mind and all of a sudden your mind is like, Oh, you want a word? Okay. Well, we're going to show yeah. you the blue cars, right? So <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I started, I started thinking about joining the Navy because my two options were either go to a school closer, closer to home or join the Navy. I, I, there was no option C or D for me. Um, so I went back home to visit one weekend. And I remember I was at my dad's house. He lived in uh, Berkeley, California at the time. And uh, I'm sitting on the couch watching a basketball game, and a Navy commercial comes on. <laughs> and,
0: oh, wow. And, I, and I'm sitting, you know, on.
1: at the time, like, God smack, you know, was riffing some hardcore, you know, hardcore lick in the background. And, um, yeah, I, that came on. I went to the recruiting station, like, like when I got back to Long Beach, uh, scored well enough on the, you know, the ASVAB Um, the armed services, vocational aptitude battery, um, and essentially got the ball rolling, uh, ended up joining. And the reason I bring up my friend's dad is because my goal, um, I knew I wanted, he he basically told, he told me two things. He said, he goes, all right, Josh, he's like, I know you like computers and electronics. He's like, tell them that's what you want to do. He's like, and if they don't give you that, just get up and walk out. And that's exactly what I did. And then, you know, of course it was, they tried to hit me. They tried to hit me with a, hey, come in undesignated, which anyone who's been in the military knows. That's basically you go and then you get told what you're doing. And it's usually some mm. shit work, which is, you know, I'm, I'm talking literally cleaning toilets, painting, shipping, you know, shipping paint, rust busting, as they call it, like all the non-sexy
0: things, right? Yeah, so, all the all the dirty jobs. <laughs> yeah, like
1: in legit hard work, right? And the, the jobs that make people do like a few years and they're like, Hey, I'm gone, right? So um, so I had the test score to support doing something else. And then I had the confidence to tell them, hey, look, I I want something with computers and electronics. You can't offer me that. Then uh, then we're done. And so the other influence my friend's dad had on me, you know, he retired as an officer. So my my sole goal in the Navy was to become an officer. And, you know, it, it, we'll get more into it, I'm sure. But it took me 10 and a half years to do it. But then I, you know, once I got commissioned, you know, I've, I've, that's what I've been doing ever since. So, yeah, that, that, um, I essentially, I finished, um, I finished a semester in college, and then, um, uh, it was de- the delayed entry program, and then of course, like any good person going in the Navy, I watched Top Gun the night before I went, you know, even though I was not flying, <laughs> right, but you know, nice. a yeah. Navy movie, right. So, uh, yeah, so I went to, uh, went to boot camp in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois. In January, which was uh, coming from Southern California, of course, was, uh, you know, a little, you know, I grew up with the Four Seasons, so, you know, I've, I've had snow, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, like those uh, Great Lakes snow is a little bit, a little bit different. Oh man, so, that uh, must
0: have been a whole yeah. different, yeah. a whole <laughs> different ball game. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how I got the ball rolling though, man, and then led me to
0: where I'm at now, so that's awesome thank you so much genuinely for for telling all of that and I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you had a, a bad experience growing up you know i know that i i grew up in a, a rather non-diverse place but i i never faced any problems and i was never really aware of things like that until i went to higher education and i got more involved in more diverse environments and it really is just a, a problem that i feel like we we consistently face and it's genuinely a shame but i think that you've managed to not only overcome that, but now also just completely surpass it, right? Being an officer in the military and showing that just because you may not have had the the perfect circumstances growing up or, or, or the, the most picture-perfect, picturesque childhood, you can still be the master of your own circumstances and you can continue to push the ball rolling forward. So... Is there anything in terms of obstacles that really comes out to you for the past? I mean, I'm going to ask you to look back at a really long time here. But, you know, key obstacles that maybe you faced over your 20-year military career that you say, wow, that really stands out. And you remember facing like an impasse where you had to choose like a left path and a right path. And then how did you actually choose to go down the path? And how'd you know that it was the right answer and yeah, that's so, a, a loaded question
1: no 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 that's a great question um so so you know one of the things growing up um you know and I, and I actually i posted about it not too long ago but you know was you know early on you know my dad I, and i'll never forget you know he he had a conversation with me one time you know i think i had just gotten a job and he said to me josh look he's like no matter what you're doing he's like just do the right thing right cliche Mm -hmm. right i know kind of general as far as advice goes um excuse me um but that's one thing that always stuck with me so much so i mean i tell it to my kids now like on a regular basis um and you know and and this is another thing i'm sure we'll get into but i was like i found as i gotten older like a lot of the best the most profound advice is the the simplest advice um you know we have this everyone wants shit to be complex like you got to go through this 97-step program to get to this outcome, and it's like there, there's a reason why the simple, repeatable things continue to work. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be in finance. You could be in military. You could be in fitness. You could be you could be in a job that requires you to be violent. There are things that translate across all of the you know all of those areas. And so, um, as far as obstacles go, I mean. You know, a lot of my obstacles in the military, like the work, has never been a problem, because um, you know uh, the, the the corollary to what my you know to what my dad told me about doing the right thing, was always work hard too. Another super simple piece of advice, right? That people want to you know, they want to take addition and make it calculus instead of just going, hey, you know, this works. So, um, I've applied both of those to, like my you know my you know my upbringing in the military. And so like, you know, the one major obstacle I faced early on was, you know, I got married too early and it was not a good relationship, like period. Um, probably got me the closest I've ever been to being depressed. Um, and as you know, I, I, I've heard enough about your story to know that, I mean, you understand that it's one of those things that, that you know, you, you know, you can have, you can have an issue in one part of your life that can just, spread wildly to the rest of your life. Yeah, so, it spreads
0: wildly. It's just a ripple effect.
1: Right. And so for me, that's, um, that's one of those things that I had to learn the hard way and I had to learn to separate. And I've, I've actually become really good at, because of my upbringing and because of the military, I've had to become really good at compartmentalizing, which is, is handy, but, it's one of those things that can be, it can make you come across as cold and robotic. And which I'm sure to anyone listening, it'll be, well, you're in the military and that's what you want. Well, yeah, to a degree. But, you know, the one thing I found being in this long is like, you know, a lot of people come to the end of a of career and, you know, their identity is just tied to what they do. and don't get me wrong like i'm proud of the time i've been in and you know i i, I wouldn't change anything but i've never been like the, the, i'm in the navy but the navy is not like who i am right like and that actually leads to how i started writing and all that but um to the question about the obstacle you know i had to do some i had to do some digging man and you know you know when you're young you know you think you know you think you know everything you think you got it all figured out and, and don't tell me shit. like you know, my friends said this, and I know this from reading that. And you know, the the reality is, there's no better teacher than experience. And I got, I got beat down, man. You know, I, I multiple breakdowns. You know, was going to the doctor, talking about being depressed. And I, you know, and I kind of mentioned it on the space this morning. Like, I remember, you know, the story that I was referencing was when I felt like I was depressed, and I went and talked to the doctor, and he basically told me. I was riding submarines at the time. And he said, he looked at me dead in my eye and was like, he's like, you want to keep riding submarines? And I said, yes, sir. He said, he said, well, then you don't have a problem. And, and it was just like, well, damn, I guess, like, I guess I'll just suck it up then and and,
0: yeah.
1: and go on. But, you know, in the moment, you know, it's like, wow, you know, these experiences are just hitting you. You're feeling it mentally and physically. Um, and then for me, you know, as I got, as I got through it and healed and really, and realized that like, you know, like you have to address this shit. Like, you know, I, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, I'm like, if you're feeling something, you got to talk. Like, I was like, it will eat you from the inside, you know, and it'll manifest itself in, you know, stomach issues, skin issues, you know, literally your heart, you know, feeling a certain way. And, um, you know, I, I, fortunately for me, I've never had a problem talking about it. Um, and I'm really hard on myself, always have been, you know, just really, I aim, you know, I, I don't have expectations, of, I try not to have expectations of other people, but I have extremely high expectations of myself. And this was even before the military, um, you know, another tweet, I was, you know, talking about attention to detail, like that's one of the core philosophies of the Navy, but it's one of those things that translates from the military to to civilian life. So, so yeah, you know, I... Overcoming that particular obstacle of getting divorced, dealing with all the mental and mental physical tor- turmoil of that, and then basically picking myself up and, you know, you know for lack of a better way to put it, just just saying, fuck this. And, like, I, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not going to feel that way again. And, and And, you know, that was just kind of the beginning for me. Like, it wasn't, I didn't get to where I'm at now, like, from that point that contributed to it. But like it took me, it took me falling down, falling down again and getting beat down again. But like to the question about obstacles, like the the two things that always, that always come into play are doing the right things. So that's having like having a, having a code you abide by and falling back on that, referencing it frequently to remind yourself like why you're doing a certain thing and then, and then working hard and to be clear. This is not the hustle 24/7 grind bro <laughs> like like put put the requisite amount of energy into what you're doing like take pride in your work and if it's 4 hours of deep work cool if it's spread out across the day cool if it's like you're doing balancing balancing a 9 to 5 and then putting out great content and and then you know building a community outside of that cool just make sure that you know, I, I can't stand it when people half-ass things and then expect the full results. You know, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, I'm like, you know what y'all problem is? It's like, y'all want the fruits of your labor without the whole labor thing. You know what I'm the saying? Like, it, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I, there's no there's no genie in a the bottle. You know, and that gets back to kind of the, you know, the solution is often more simple than we think it is. But that doesn't stop people from looking for shortcuts, hacks, you know, and, and, and look... I'm not judging anyone. I've been there. You, I used to have one of those, one of those ab shock fucking bracelet, you know, waist things like, <laughs> yeah, like the I, thing I'm, that
0: you see in yeah, the <laughs> yeah, that don't work.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and, and really, that's that's what it's all about for me, man. Like you know, having a code, having a philosophy you abide by, and then not, you know, not just talking about it, but like, like acting like it's who you are. Right. I want when, when my day comes, I want people to be like, yeah, Josh was, Josh was loyal, dependable, followed through. Like I, I know my, my close friends will tell you my wife, close friends, if they ask something of me or they depend on me for something, it's not a question whether or not it's going to happen because it's like, that's who I am. Like I take great pride in, in doing stuff like this, you know, trying to help people, mentoring people, coaching people. Um, and as kind of like an aside to that, I got a call yesterday. Um, a guy hit me up on LinkedIn about becoming an officer. He's already enlisted. Um, found out he got picked up yesterday. I was pumped, man. Like, Hell yeah. like, stuff like that. The little wins, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so yeah man, I mean, that's a long-winded, raspy way of saying, like, like I, I just think it's important to, to, like, understand why you're doing things. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be insignificant to someone else. But huge to you. And and that's all that matters. And it, if you have your thing, put your energy into it and make it great. Your version of great. Not not Tommy's version of great. Not Takezo's version of great. Not anyone else. Like, it's got to be yours. And then from there, I mean, anything is possible, man.
0: Yeah, I, com- I, I completely agree with everything that you just said, genuinely. And so much of what you said resonated with me. I, I talk about this rather often but the concept that that you're saying the way that i conceptualize it is aligning your your being with your doing right if your con if your being wants to be the person that is honorable and follows through on their word and that's the person that you want to become your being you have to align your doing with that or else you're going to face constant cognitive dissonance yeah. you're going to be in this complete mental rut where you're going to constantly be in your head doubting your own abilities doubting yourself facing imposter syndrome and everything in between, genuinely. And I faced that so often because of, you know, I'm, I'm relatively young. I'm only 26 years old, but I faced a lot of obstacles in life because quite frankly, circumstances that I put on myself, right? I, I, from a young age, I was always somebody that was very ambitious. I was always someone that was results driven. However, that all manifested in a very toxic relationship with fitness So I would constantly, you know, want to be the biggest person in the gym and I constantly wanted to make sure that I was lifting more weight than my buddies and, you know, someone, you know, would always get in my own head. And that then eventually led to, unfortunately, a body that's full of injuries and, and torn labrums and back surgery and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that was because I wasn't aligning my being with my doing. My being side is that I would always say that I wanted to be calm and I wanted to be collected and I wanted to be, you know, the wisest person in the room. But my doing was actually just a person who loved hitting the gym and the gym became my entire personality. And it's funny that you said, you know, when people come out of the Navy or when people fully give themselves to something, the the compartmentalization, is that the the correct term that you've used? You know i think that that's actually kind of important because you need to learn to leave certain things where they need to stay right so when i was somebody that was super involved in physical fitness and and obsessed with it that then became my entire personality so you know and then i realized that a little bit too late you know you're out you're out with your friends or you're out to dinner with your significant other or your partner and then you realize that the only thing that you can talk about is the gym or the only thing right. that you can talk about <laughs> is your desk job right yeah, yeah and once i realized that i started to fall victim that i was like holy crap like yeah. i need to i need to think of something else to put all, all of this time, effort, and energy into that's going to manifest into something that's bigger than me. And then that was the idea behind creating the the You Versus You podcast, yeah. the idea behind creating the Tom the Brain Battery page, yeah. the idea behind everything that I do I now, and I believe I talked about this on the Twitter space, too is creating something that's bigger than myself. Yeah. And you know, that's what works for me. And genuinely, that's why I love the way that you put it. It's not it's not what works for Josh and it's not what works for the 50,000 other gurus who are going to tell you how to do it on Twitter or on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's no shorter than right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's figuring out you know, using their experience to then shape your own and then taking best practices that work for you. Yeah. There's never going to be one framework. There's never going to be an answer to the questions of your own life. Yeah. You always need to be the actual, I guess you could say your your own master, but your own apprentice, yeah. right? So it's really just looking to people to bring you forward, but using those things to get your own version of taking action. And I think that's extremely important when, when overcoming really any sort of obstacle. So the, the one point, and it feel free to tell me if it's not something that you want to go deeper on. Yeah, you're good, man. But when you were talking about, you know, the divorce and yeah. the 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 things that you were going through there, both mentally and physically, were there any strategies that you used personally that allowed you to stay grounded? Or if there wasn't a case that, you know, you stayed grounded and you did let it get to you, what would you tell your former self in order to get through it in a more mindful way, and how to come out the other side being okay?
1: Yeah. So, in the moment, I was not doing. I was not doing healthy things. Yeah, but it's so I, difficult yeah, to do in the moment, yeah, right? Man. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty for a reason, right? So, precisely. Um, but I did learn. I did learn some strategies when I when I dropped the weight. So, like, I got divorced and. 05 and oh, then man. you that... want
0: to touch upon the weight loss journey a little bit too.
1: Yeah. 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 I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 tie that in for sure. Cause that's the awesome. other, yeah, that has some, there's some good nuggets in that one too. So I, awesome. uh... so during the, during that time, I mean, it was the usual, you know, drinking too much was, you know, was a hothead was, you know, I, I was going to therapy a little bit, but it was, you know, I was young, um, thought I could figure it out all, you know, all on my own. And, You know, there are some other major stressors there too, right? Because it's like, you know, I got divorced when I was living in Hawaii, my first time living in Hawaii. And then I transferred from Hawaii to Georgia. And for military, (laughs) the way military pay works, like you have your base pay that doesn't, so it changes. It never goes down. Well, unless you get in trouble and you lose rank. But for all intents and purposes, it stays the same. So if I go from, from Hawaii to Georgia, it stays the same. But the housing allowance one of the non-taxable allowances goes down and so i forget what it was back then but i basically went from uh for sake of discussion i was getting like three thousand dollars a month for housing allowance in hawaii and then i went to georgia and i was getting a thousand dollars and i didn't you know there's a poor financial planning element to it um there was kind of just like flying by the seat of my pants like all right, hey, right i'll figure this out as i go and so like my rock my rock bottom actually it was kind of like a year after the divorce when I was broke, divorced, dealing with nonsense from the ex, not taking care of myself, um, not doing anything like terribly irresponsible, uh, but was just not not dealing with it effectively, right? right? Not so, terribly
0: irresponsible, but in hindsight no, you're like, Holy crap, I could have handled that better. Yeah.
1: yeah. So so to the to tie it in to the weight loss, right? So fast forward from like 2006 to 2016 so i had just come off a tour on uh one of the ships and so being on the ships you know everyone thinks oh my god an aircraft carrier love man like that the stuff gets glamorized but when you're in it you're like you're like all right like everyone's like oh i heart jet noise do you do you love when f-18s are taken off like two two decks uh, you know above you that you know you literally have to sleep with earplugs, right? It's it's oh my
0: God. totally different it ain't, no, it ain't no cruise ship. <laughs> right, right, for real.
1: Yeah. So um so I came off my tour on the ship and so a lot of lessons learned there. I had a terrible toxic, toxic leader. Um hmm. one example I give with this dude, you'd walk walk, you know, down the hall, you'd see him, hey good morning, sir. And he'd be like, Is it a good morning? Is it? And it's like it's like, damn, you know, like, like for you, hey, it's Listen, not, man,
0: right? I'm on this ship too, all right? Yeah, yeah for <laughs> real, yeah.
1: Um, so, and, and, and that was just, I mean, I, I dealt with all sorts of nonsense from that guy. And so it was just very stressful, involved in deployment, uh, a lot more time away from my family. Um, and it was just, it was a rough tour. So after that, I went to grad school in Monterey, California. And so my my uh, my view was like, all right, there's no way this is going to be more stressful than the ship. Well, grad school when you're mid twenties with no kids is not grad school when you're mid thirties with three kids married having to balance all that and it, it was and it was hard as hell man i let myself i let myself go I mean i got up to like uh i got up to like two thirty five probably like twenty eight percent body fat keep in mind you know you have to um you know make you know military has physical fitness standards right so i was Towing the line of being outside standards, um, and so I, I reached a point where you know the the story I've told you know and you know posted about is you know one morning I just got up and I was just in the bathroom just doing my usual morning routine and I caught, you know I saw myself in the mirror and I I broke down like I was sitting on the floor sobbing like it like hit me man just like like it was. It's one of those things, like, we all have moments that you just, when you think back on them, you can remember exactly how it felt. And that's one of those ones for me. Like, I, I, I will never forget how that felt. And as it turns out, you know, I had a buddy of mine, a golf buddy of mine who had been telling me, he's like, hey, I've been working with this, this trainer. Um, and, you know, another part of my background, I mean, I did a couple of bodybuilding shows growing up. So, like, I, I've, I've lifted weights since I was, like, 12 years old. So, like, I, I'm it's not new to me but I was just, I got lazy, was dealing, you know, dealing with my stress, you know, in an in a unhealthy manner. Um, and so I started working with this coach for, for primarily for nutrition. And uh, over basically from December, 2016 to September, 2017, it's like nine months, um, I went from 235, 28% body fat to 175, 10% body fat. Um, I mean, basically, just I mean, lean, lean, more lean than I was when I did the bodybuilding shows. Um, and you know, the you know, I I know I'm sure if someone watched, you know, that well, how do you, look? I track macros. That that was literally it. Mm-hmm. Balanced diet. I didn't do keto. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing carnivore. I wasn't. It was straight up. If you want to put a label on it, if it fits your macros, um, but I was adhering to kind of you know. 80% whole food, more like 85% whole food, uh, 15% fun foods um, the whole time. Lifting four times a week, cardio three times a week. Nothing, nothing crazy. I did a lot of walks, a lot of walks, and that's where I really, I really started to learn, you know, the importance of them. And so, as it relates to how I should have dealt with things back then, um, I started meditating a lot. So I meditated mm-hmm. uh, with Headspace for about a year um you know went through their whole intro program um and you know and again I was familiar with meditation and understood the benefit I just never you know I I never saw the need um and then I ended up using Calm for a year and now I have the Aura ring they have meditation nice. in the app so um so yeah if I were to go back to my 24 year old self it would be you know in no particular order Stop drinking, get enough sleep, pay attention to your thoughts and not not only pay attention, but just understand, have a better understanding of the way you tick. And, you know, someone asked a question on Twitter earlier, like, uh, what do you think the benefits, what's one benefit of meditation? And for me, the most significant one was in the quiet moments, you know, when the mind, you know, like there's a good book called uh, Untethered Soul. It talks about that talks about like your mind, the incessant chatter. Um, meditation helped me become way more aware of of my mind during those quiet moments. Like and learning to like all right, if my mind's like, hey, you gotta go do this, you like just learning to just to just be. And um, you know, I, I I think about the mistakes often. And, uh, you know, I think everyone wants to live like a, a fairy tale life with no problems and all joy and, you know, no heartache, but that's just not real, man. And, and you know, I, I, I'm not here to suggest that I've lived, you know, there, there are people who have had it harder than me, for sure. And people who have hard, had it harder will have it harder have gone on to do more, will go on to do more. But for me, you know, at this point in my life, it's it's I've learned that it's important to be be appreciative of the the lessons you've learned and you know, as far as like core philosophies go, like look, don't repeat the same mistakes. Like because if you if you I mean, if you can learn a lesson, but if you you know, if you repeat, you know, you get hit in the mouth again, then at that point it's a choice, you know what I mean? And right. You know, anyone who's been, I know you've been involved in combat sports. Like, you know, you know, my time wrestling and boxing, like you leave yourself open to something, then it'll catch you again. But the smart ones, they know that, all right, hey, this happened to me once. I got caught with this move once, never again. Or, you know, I kept I kept my elbows open, you know, and, and got caught by an uppercut. You know, you know, it should only take you once or twice. But after that, you know, it's going to be all about whether or not you're you, you learn the lesson and then adjust it accordingly. So, you know, I I, I I don't say these things to suggest that I could have prevented any of the earlier mistakes from happening, but I do think that, you know, I think we learn the lessons we do at, at the right times because, you know, this is another thing on Twitter, right? You know, everyone, you know, do these things, you'll go full monk mode, <laughs> Like come on, man. Like, 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 there's so many different ways to reach the same outcome and, and and more specifically to reach the outcome that's right for you. And, and that's, I think what's most important. And so like, as I've gotten older, you know, I, I really, I try to be grateful for the things I've learned, fully recognizing that they were painful. Um, and then, you know, I internalize those lessons. And then, you know, I, my latest mission is really just trying to use them, you know, to help other people. So that's really what it's been about for me, man.
0: Yeah, the, I think that the most painful things that I've been through in my entire life, both mentally and physically, have genuinely been my my greatest assets in in my entire life. And I, I speak about this pretty often, but it really comes down to that old cliche. It's like if it wasn't for the bad times, there would never be a reason for the good times, right? right. Yeah. And if we don't have these hardships, and if we don't have these lessons that were actively putting ourselves forward to and learning from we're just going to be the same exact person that we were a year ago we're going to be the same exact person that we were two years ago three years ago four years ago and i think that just like you said this idea of living like fairy tale perfect lives is is just is nonsense and quite frankly it's probably a bit of fear that comes through in that fear in the procrastination, right? Fear in the inability to do things that put you outside of your comfort zone, right? You faced a serious inroad where that one day that you saw yourself in the mirror. And like you said, you had a breakdown. You couldn't believe where you were in your life at that point. And in my mind, at least that's a mental crossroads, right? You could have chosen to take, let's say the left path and continue down the path that you were currently on and and be like, oh, I'm so down on my luck and and get worse off physically, get worse off mentally. Or you could take that point as your rock bottom, right? And say, fuck this. Like, I am going to do everything in my power to make sure that I'm never in this position again. And I faced something that was incredibly similar to that. And what it it was in my, my moment, and I don't want to seem overly dramatic when I speak about this, but it was the moment that i got out of my surgery um when i had so i had that my back surgery at um at a surgery center and i after the back surgery i had no feeling or use in my left leg whatsoever Mm. so i couldn't walk yeah so i i got put into a wheelchair by two nurses um and they carted me out and like i'm not i'm not a small person either like i'm like i'm like a pretty heavy dude like you know bodybuilding and power lifted my, my whole life And I remember they put me in this wheelchair and like in that moment when I was being carted out, I felt like I just felt so I I don't even know if the right word is emasculated. But like I'm like, holy shit, like this like all like every choice that I've made in my life has led up to this exact moment that I'm currently in a wheelchair being carted out of a surgery center. And I need to do everything in my power to not only get back to where I was physically, But do it in, one, a healthier way so this never happens again, and two, so that I don't have to feel this way ever again. Right. So the minute that I made that decision in my mind to say, I no longer want to be down this path of anxiety, I no longer want to be down this path of depression, it's an important mindset shift for you to make in order to actually flip on the switch to start doing the actions that you need to do. 100%. that's why i'm i'm a huge fan of reading things like self-help books because i feel like they can provide a lot of perspective but you can read 50 self-help books but if you never make that switch in your head to make actual detail-oriented action you're never going to come out the other side it's just never going to happen yeah so i i really love the idea of of you I, I will. I don't want to say that I love the idea, but but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that you have such a poignant and moment in your life that you can reflect on. Because I'd like to think that a lot of people who have come out of tumultuous journeys like that always have that one moment shift. And I feel sure. like it's a very collective consciousness yeah. of of humans that they can always be like, yeah, this was the point that I changed my life.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it I think is is like a it's the moment you decided, you know, you had enough and you bring up a great point. You know, I actually made the comment earlier, like, like, look, I I know like mental health gets talked, you know, it gets talked a lot about, it gets talked about a lot now, which is good because it's very important. Um, but I, I've all, I think a lot of the times getting, getting out of a situation, improving at something like it comes down, it comes down to a choice. Like, you don't just sit there and all of a sudden get like this inspiration to be, to be better, do better, do more. Like something has to hit you. And this go, you know, it goes into like change period. And this is why you know you can read it on in many different books, articles, et cetera. But like, like yeah, you can't make other people change. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, the only time people change is when they have the proper incentive to do so. And you know, for you, that was coming out of surgery for me catching a glimpse of myself in the mirror. Um, And, you know, and that obviously wasn't the only change, but the more significant ones. And, and, you know, I, I I think a lot of people wait to be like rescued or wait to be, Mm -hmm. Hey, Mm -hmm." if I read one more book, if I go to one more seminar, like, it's like, no, man, like you have to take action. Like, like, and that's, and that's, that's not just a military thing for me. I mean, like, I've always been kind of biased to like doing like, all right. At the end of the day, like I love reading. I'm a, you know, huge Mark Manson fan, Ryan holiday. Um, you know, I, I you know, James clear, you know, Tommy Habits is one of my favorite books ever. Um, and uh, so many great ideas, like potentially life-changing ideas, but it's like, you know, one of the guys, you know, one of the writers I follow, um, the writer AO and he's awesome. I mean, he talks about, you know, the whole mental masturbation of like, Oh, I'm going to read all these books and it's like, but you're mm-hmm. not doing shit with it. So it's like, exactly. like, what's the, like, it, it, it becomes pointless when you, you know, you know, you could read the 10th book or you could read, you know, read two excellent books 10 times and get more out of those than, you know, reading 10, but then, you know, that's the whole, Oh, I read, 97 books this year it's like come on man like
0: you
1: could have read like five and then gun you know went and done a bunch of shit and it's like yeah exactly uh, and i and i get it i know some people you know there are people that read a lot and and act on a lot of those ideas but in terms of like the twitter flexing you know that's kind of the that's what i find amusing so yeah i mean I, i i wholeheartedly believe that like the path to improvement starts with a choice. And a lot of people, people listening to me like, oh well no shit. Yeah. Well yeah, no shit. Because you know it's it goes back to my comment about things being simple. Like it, it doesn't have to be some you know some long-winded, you know, month you know, months long process. Like you get a system in place that works for you, that helps you mentally, physically, spiritually. You do that, you hammer away at that you're going to, you will make freaking progress. Like it, it is, it, it's, there are a few things guaranteed in life, but consistency is one of those things that will guarantee some progress. Oh, like well, 100%, how much, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, the, the choice thing is something that man, I, 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 man, I, if I could like send emojis right now, I'd be hammering that <laughs> shit. Man. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's huge, bro.
0: Yeah, there was there. There's a concept that um, I I can't remember if I read it or if it was on a podcast that I was listening to, but I, I I conceptualized it myself into something that I think can resonate really well with a lot of people listening. Is that a lot of people want something to be complex so they have the excuse to not do it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I mean, look how difficult it is to lose weight. I need to do this and do that and do this and make sure that I'm eating low carbs and do this. But the reality is eat less calories than you're expending in energy. You lose weight. You get into better shape. Your health improves. There you go. That's the formula. Self-improvement is simple, but it could also be really fucking hard. Yeah. But simple and hard are two completely different – like they're not on the same line. That's two different lines simple and complex are on the same line that's the spectrum but the fact of the matter is is that self-improvement and i would i would go on record saying this every single day is not complex but it's damn hard but you need to have the consistent action in order to actually improve yourself and the the thing that i also want to say for anybody listening and i think that you, you would agree with this too josh is that you don't need to have it all figured out in the beginning you're never going to have your, your point A and then whatever you think your point B is and you're going to end up at point B at the end of five months. It's never going to happen that way. Life is going to happen, right? Yeah. Life will f- life. – there is no boxer on the planet except maybe Mike Tyson that's going to hit yeah. you harder than life will, right? Right,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have left, rights, and you're going to have zigzags. But you need to continue to stumble forward because yeah. the minute that you stand still – that is when you are not making progress. Right. Hell, even if you stumble backward, at least you can learn a lesson that's going to help you stumble forward two times as fast. Yeah. When, when I was going through my, my self-improvement journey pertaining to my mental health, I was terrified of doing things like meditation because every time I would meditate, just like you said, the voice in your head starts getting to you when you sit silently on your thoughts. But then actively learning to stifle that voice down, actively learning to sit with that voice and process the emotions that I have. Now I can meditate for 30 minutes straight without having even like a single thought that pops into my head, right? But I was scared to do that in the beginning. It's getting through that fear, making sure you can actually take that first step forward that is going to consistently build momentum through like you said consistent action in order to bring you to that point forward where you want to be and there's never going to be a predetermined destination unless you're doing things that are very quantitative but i like to think that a lot of people want self-help to be quantitative when self-help is actually qualitative like i just want to feel better right that's what self-help is all about but then you have a bunch of these quantitative points underneath it that you think are going to make you feel better. Right? Yeah. Like I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to be able to meditate for 15 minutes. I want to read three books, but the reality of it is, is this large qualitative point of, I want to feel better. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, the, the strange paradox of self-improvement is that, and I learned this when I dropped the weight, right? It was always like, all right, to your point about being quantitative, we're gonna get this, this is the number we want. Now, the lessons I learned during that nine month period were, you know, when I got to that point, I remember stepping on the scale, 175.8. And I emailed my coach, Brian, I'm like, hey man, I'm like, like we did it. And, you know, got the congratulations and all that. But it's like, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm like, damn, that was anticlimactic. (laughs) Like, it was just like,
0: but the beauty was in the journey.
1: Right. And, and, and that's another, you know, yeah. Cliches are cliche for a reason. And, you know, I look back at it and it's like, man, like I, I remember the hard times, you know, and, you know, one of the things I'm, you know, I mentioned this in the space too, like, you know, people talk about it, but they talk about losing friends and whatnot during self-improvement, man. I had the number, I mean, hell, there was some resentment from my wife like when I was doing it and and it wasn't because it was taking up a lot of my time, but it was just, I was very, I was dedicated to what I was doing. It was very metic- very meticulous about it. Um, you know, I had friends, you know, typical crab in a bucket, you know, oh, what are you trying to do that for? Oh, you think you're better than everyone else? And it's like, I, the thing that's always shocked me about stuff like that is I can't imagine being that insecure to where I try to knock someone else down because they're trying to get better. That's like me, you know, oh, let me, let me, let me bag on Tommy because he's got, you know, thousands of followers. I only, I don't think I have 500, but it's like, or you can be like, hey, we can learn something from each other. We can have great exactly. discussions, yeah. you know, chop it up about life improvement or whatever the case may be. Because like we're, we're, this journey, yeah, it's intensely personal, but we can always like learn from each other. And doesn't matter if there's an age gap. I mean, one of my favorite followers on Twitter is Tone, who teaches learning. Dude's 18 years old. He's brilliant, brilliant. And it's like, you know, you, you there's so much to be gained in the, just the day to day. But like, I think that kind of speaks to like the approach to the journey. Like, and and it comes back to you know, like like you mentioned earlier, just really being present. You know, we get so caught up in the outcome, and it's like, yeah, I care about the outcome, but you got to live the day to day and taking those repeatable steps over and over again and and doing enough you know to keep yourself you know yeah you're going you're going to deal with some boredom some monotony but doing enough to keep it you know different so you you stay stimulated you know on the days it gets hard on the days when your brain is like hey man go eat three donuts. Yeah.
0: Right? You know I mean? <laughs> the binge eating. days. Yeah, man. For real. I've, been, so, I've been through a couple of those. Yeah. Hey man.
1: Hey tacos, tacos are my things. So. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. your, that was, yeah,
0: your that was my joint, oh, man. man. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah man, no, it's I'm Italian. It's, um, so it's yeah. easy for me to get into those cheat days, man. I promise, you know, when yeah. I, well, back when my, my grandma used to visit, but now, yeah. you know, I, I live in my own apartment, but, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's it's hard to say no to an Italian grandma. Let, yeah. me, let me tell you that. You try telling my 80-year-old Italian grandma, yeah. oh, grandma, I can't eat because I'm watching my macros. I'm going to get a wooden spoon in the yeah, back right, of my really. head.
1: Yeah, yeah and you four, you'll be eating soon enough, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But really, you know, I think that there's, there's – there's a lot of stuff that we just said that has always resonated me throughout, you know, the journey that I had way prior to coming onto social media or doing any sort of thing in like a public eye. And it's, yeah. it's the beauty in the journey, right? Yeah. And like you said, everyone is so fixated on the destination that I feel like when they actually reach the destination, it's like, oh, yeah, nice. What now? Right, Because right? right. <laughs> you gave right. your entire life to doing it. And you know, you, you put so much time, effort and energy into it. And then when you affix onto that quantitative number, you think that all your problems are going to magically be solved as soon as you hit that number. And I, I like that you talked about weight loss, because, you know, there, there's beauty in the journey of weight loss, but then there's also a dark side of weight loss that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. And I went through a pretty steep weight loss journey when I came out of one of the first relationships that I ever was in in college. Um, wound up getting cheated on by a long-term girlfriend, and um, I was I was fat, I was unhappy, I was extremely like you know out of shape, and I was like, okay, like I'm going to get myself fit and back into shape and lean because I I want to look good for women. Let's, let's not hold bars here. Right. (laughs) So so I I went on this long weight loss journey, but like, I did it like absolute turbo mode because again, I'm somebody who either you're either doing a hundred percent or zero percent. That's just the way that I am. But I was eating so few calories and don't get me wrong. The weight peeled off and I, and I looked great, but all of a sudden my, my brain chemistry started to shift. Right you know, the world feels less vibrant, you feel like you have less emotion. And you know, you're I was only eating something like 1650 calories a day, right? And, and yeah, I mean, your your sex drive plummets. I mean, so many things, you know, you feel less energy. And like, that's, I feel like that's the really unsexy side of weight loss that a lot of people don't talk about. So Learning how to reach the destination, especially pertaining to weight loss, but maybe even everything in life, in a just like you mentioned before, a sustainable manner, and that's where I also think not to not to knock any of my fellow coaches that are on Twitter. I think that that's where a lot of the not I shouldn't say it's not intended, but it still comes off cross as toxicity is in the Twitter coach space. Yeah, because everyone's always posting about you know the like you said the, the cold showers and the doing all of these crazy things but the reality yeah. is is that i would assume that most of those people are probably only doing that 75 percent of the time right but when you're constantly tweeting about it then people who don't have that that lens or that object permanence are like well i need to constantly be doing this in order to face action if you take that much action at least in, this is my personal philosophy if you put that much action into the universe, the universe is going to have twice as much reaction back towards you. Yeah. So if you don't have time for yourself to just be a normal person, your brain is going to react in very adverse ways. That's going to take you longer to get to that journey. I'm sorry, longer to get to that destination. And just like we talked about right now, the binge eating days, right? You know, when I would restrict my calories that heavily, let's say that I I went out drinking with some of my buddies, I would be like, oh, well I already drank a thousand calories worth of beer. I might as well have another 1200 calories worth of snacks when I get back to my apartment. Right. And (laughs) that's the, that's the action and reaction there happening. Is is that something that you experienced as you were, you were going down this journey of self-improvement?
1: Yeah. So like during that time, I mean, I, I, I was still drinking periodically. Um, but definitely the, the lowered inhibitions, like you know, hey, you know, a couple cocktails. Even though it'd be like, um, Ciroc and Fresca or something like that. So relatively low calorie, but mm. it's like, you know, your brain's already like, all right, I'm been feeling loose. Like, yeah, go on and get, you know, go on and grab a snack, right? And so, and I, I eventually, you know, I think one of the biggest things I learned is like, you can, you can do, multiple feel good things. And, and still reach your goal. But it's like, you know, it's all about moderation, right? And So, I mean, ultimately for me, I cut out alcohol completely because, frankly, I like I like eating more than I like drinking. So it was real simple for me, like, all right, I'm going to get my calories here. Like, would I rather have 28 grams of honey-roasted peanuts or would I rather have a freaking cocktail? It's like, give me the peanuts every yeah. time, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So,
0: Same so, here, man. But,
1: yeah, I – I, I um, there were certainly times when it was, when it was more difficult. Um, Typically, if I kind of busied myself, um, I would be all right, you know, but I mean, yeah, when when you're, when you're dropping weight, I mean, there's feeling hungry is part of it. I mean, you know, then of course, another, you know, my, I make sure I drink plenty of water and that's, you know, I was drinking like a gallon a day. I mean, I still drink a gallon a day now Um, and that helps out a lot. And of course, you know, low calorie drinks, you know, sparkling water, stuff like that. Um, But ultimately, you know, it, it, you know, to your point, I mean, we've kind of touched on it a few times, but like, you know, you you can get advice from, I'm a huge proponent of getting advice from people who have succeeded doing whatever you're trying to do. Um, Excuse me, but like, you have to apply. It's not just like, all right, Tommy did this, he got these results. So I'm going to do exactly what he did and then it's going to work for me. It's like no, that's not necessarily the case. Like okay, for the nutri- from the nutrition standpoint, you know, does the general framework of tracking macros and being in a caloric deficit will it work for most people? Yes. But how that looks for each person is going to be oh, different, 100%. right? And so like what, you know, it, a lot of it for me came down to like all right, what can I do to make this sustainable? Like from a food perspective is I'm eating stuff every day that I enjoy eating. You know, I'm not, I'm not being overly restrictive. Um, you know, I'm a creature of habit, creature routine. So for me, it's real easy to just be like, all right, here are these 20 things I like to eat. And I just kind of rotate, rotate through them. And, you know, once I saw that initial result, because, you know, actually like a couple years, a couple years ago now, um, I did the, uh, I did 75 hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so I got, I got even leaner. I was like 15 pounds heavier, but it was like a, I was like 190, 9.3% body fat. Um, and now obviously that was two 45 minute workouts a day was doing the same dieting. Right. And so, um, yeah, man, I mean, I mean, there are so many different ways to go about it. Um, and then, yeah, I know we're like, we're kind of talking about weight loss, but really the same thing applies, to, you know, yeah, to like say, take, uh, you know, take writing for instance, right? Like, you know, I, you know, I I felt the pull to do something else as I'm kind of making my way out of the Navy. Um, And so writing turned out to be that thing. And I actually saw a, uh, a good post by um, her name's Eve. She has the part-time creator club uh, newsletter. So she posted a good thread on the dude who created the Leatherman tools, the multi-tools. And one of the, one of the awesome things about that, that, that should resonate with anyone getting started is that, you know, so the multi-tools, right. Have multiple knives, screwdrivers, etc. This dude had no background in knife making at all, at all, hmm. but he just started. He knew that's what he wanted to do, took the steps to get started. And then now multi-billion dollar industry, which, you know, I, I you know, in terms of like a goal, you know a lot of people talk about you know for so in the twitter space right oh ten thousand dollars mrr and that's like, like okay well you know what if that's like the high point and what if what's good for what if what if what's good for josh is five thousand dollars a month what if that allows me to reach you know what my freedom looks like yeah then that i mean that's what it's all about like it, it, it ten thousand is kind of like it's it's like the cold showers of fitness, right? Everyone kind of just like, you got to like, this yeah, is what, right, it. you got to right, do right. this. It's, it's, gonna,
0: it's 10, like, Yeah. That's the, that's the big, sexy number, but let's, right. let's worry about 1,000 first. Take it back to like $1, right? Like, exactly. I mean, let's, yeah. let's get the first dollar online before yeah, we start yeah, talking yeah. about 10,000. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's the, the journeys are always just interesting to me because, you know, it's, it's very, I, I think another trait that comes that really, that really helps. Is it? I mean, it's just patience, man. Like, like yeah. you have to understand what you're going after, and then just put in the work every single day. Like, like Justin Welsh, meant, uh, I think it was Justin Welsh, him or one of the other bigger creators. Uh, one of them had a newsletter, but it talked about no zero days, and that's it. Really resonated with me. And basically, as as I interpreted it, it was putting in some work towards towards your end goal every day, whether it be Recording this podcast, whether it be a space, whether it be firing off a couple of tweets, it could be it could be low effort stuff. But as long as you are putting in work towards that goal, I think that's that's what is going to keep you moving forward and what will ultimately help you help you succeed.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a, a huge I wouldn't even call it a strategy. I would call it a huge mindset that people should have when they're looking to overcome any obstacle and whether that obstacle is losing weight or that obstacle is growing a social media profile or that obstacle is reaching that $10,000 MRR for your online agency, which seems to be everyone that I interact with on Twitter these days (laughs) and no, not to them, by the way, I love you guys, but it's the, it's the not putting up zeros. Yeah. Just every single day, even if you just write one tweet, You know even if you're i don't even know if you have the flu if you have covid if you're if you're knocked on your ass and you're and you're sitting in your bed if you can just even just put up a one instead of a zero you're still putting consistent action towards that goal and that i love that idea because it really is something that i subscribe to without even having a phrase to it when i first started my twitter journey and my social media profile journey i'm somebody who would do things for like two weeks and if i wasn't seeing an immediate return on it i would just stop yeah that's why i oh. used to yeah, that's why yeah, i was like ah oh, screw it it's not worth my yeah. time yeah that's why i i really fell victim to i wouldn't even call it full victim because i made a decent amount of money but like doing like options trading on the stock market yeah. was just very fast high risk high reward like you know it 30 minutes you're in a trade and you get out if you made money you did if you lost yeah. a grand you yeah. lost a grand right yeah then i tried like copywriting online then i tried the whole agency thing and i would do it really really hard for two weeks and i wouldn't make any money and i'm like all right i'm done yeah so when i first started this journey i said to myself tom you know what every single time you've started a business online or you've tried to do something you've gone really hard for two weeks and then you've gotten bored and then you stopped so i'm like i'm going to do twitter for at least three months no excuses no nonsense just do it and see what happens. Yeah. I don't care if I get one follower. I don't care if I get ten thousand followers yeah. in that three month time period. You're doing it because you're not sticking to this shit. You say that you're gonna do. <laughs> so uh, every single day, every single day, I was making sure to put at least three tweets up. I was making yeah. sure to reply to a certain amount of people, get in people's DMs, and now I've almost not only turned it into a habit, but a habit that I very much enjoy. Yeah. Right. Don't get me wrong. I have an end goal right? and I do want to monetize it. And I have been monetizing it through coaching programs that I have, but the fact that I took the consistent action in the beginning and I put up no zero days now makes me want to never put up a zero day. Right. So being mindful and then doing it intentionally every single day for maybe the first three months, then form the habitual habit where I find fulfillment within it. Right. Right and it's just like it's just like going down a weight loss journey or it's just like going down any sort of journey building a business just because you're you're not netting returns the same day that you're doing something doesn't mean that it's not going to pay dividends later on down the road.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, I think you know the at least the Twitter journey lends itself to a lot of comparison and which we both know is incredibly dangerous and you know that that you know kind of to the name of this podcast, right? You versus you. It's like, you know, you, you've heard different variations of it. I mean, I think Jordan Peterson said, you know, most succinctly, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is who you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something, something I keep in mind as well. Like, you know, we, you know, every day we're getting older. So you're, it's kind of like a a constant crossroads, like you're deteriorating, but you can still be improving, right? That doesn't, that doesn't mean you need to just throw your hands up, be like, all right, hey, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. you can, my plan, I mean, I, you know, I, I've tweeted about it, written about it on Medium. Uh, it's like, you know, my, the things I do are for longevity. Like, I want people to look at me and be like, man, you look like you're in your 30s. And I just kind of smile and knowingly smile and just say thanks, right? Because, <laughs> you know, I know I, I know dudes my, my age that look like they're in their 60s. And I'm like, you know, I, I'll be damned if that's ever me so um yeah I, I i I think ultimately like when improving you know you once you get that understanding of what it is you're trying to do and it could be across multiple areas you know you to your point you got to go all in but then you gotta find that you know your all in is different than my all in and I think they can both be effective but then ultimately it's like can you sustain them over time?
0: Precisely. And
1: I think if you can, you're going to find some version of success. Now, does that mean 10000 a month and a Lamborghini in the driveway? Probably not. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. but, but it's like, you know, it, it all success is going to look different for everyone, right? And I think as long as, like, what you build brings you fulfillment, or at least this is my, my philosophy, if it brings me fulfillment – and then i'm able to help other people along the way then that's that's what it's all about to me and at least at very least that's what's driving me like at the at this particular moment
0: yeah i completely agree i think that fulfillment is the the biggest thing for overcoming obstacles too because if you're not finding fulfillment in the journey to the destination that you're trying to get to i mean is it really the right destination in the first place right you yeah know? so i would say that that is a really great note for us to end on uh if there's anything that you wanted to talk to the people that might be listening about the things that you're working on now plug your twitter page different medium articles whatever you want man the floor is yours
1: yeah i mean well yeah first you know Tommy, i really appreciate the time I and mean, i know we kind of been messaging leading up to this so you know i hope hope uh you know i hope you have a lot of success doing this Thank and you, uh, Thank you know you, i man. definitely Definitely want to become a friend of the pod, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, you know I'm primarily on Twitter at uh, Evenkeeled One, and then I'm uh, on Medium, uh, same handle. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm around every day, you know. Usually hopping in spaces and whatnot. Um, you know, really about you know I, yeah, I talk a lot about discipline, confidence, and whatnot. And you know, again, yeah, wrapping up a military career, um, but you know my my goal in life right now is to. You know, take those lessons, um, package them up in a manner that can, you know, help other people that are, you know, younger than me, older than me, same age as me. You know, I'm I'm all about helping people improve, and that's that's my sole mission uh, every day on 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 the Twitter app. So,
0: that's awesome, man. Well, anyone that's listening, please follow Josh on Twitter. I've been speaking to him for a really long time. I promise that there's probably going to be a day where I want to get Josh on the podcast again, and I can barely get a hold of him because he's got so many <laughs> followers. He's so successful. I'm manifesting it for him. I wish it for him. Josh, you've been a fantastic guest, man. I hope that, you know, since this was my first podcast, I hope I was a good host. I I, I tried my best, tried to Kill take it, notes brother. while you Kill were it. speaking. And um, I'm really looking forward to us being able to riff like this again, man.
1: Yeah, likewise, brother. Looking look, look forward to it. All
0: right, take